Good afternoon. It is 2.54 p.m. on a lovely uh, Tuesday afternoon here in Portland, Oregon. Um, And this episode is going to be about um, uh, our first... Uh, interaction and meeting with Ivanka Trump. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> Ivanka, like, so, let me just reference the time frame first. Um, we're, this is like when we're in college, so, you know, we're 20 to 24, I guess, roughly, is about accurate, um, and, uh, you know, we always, um, knew Ivanka, I mean, we didn't know Ivanka, it was more of just, like, a. you know, I mean, because we figured in the same clubs in Palm Beach, you know, I mean, she had her her crew and you know we had a you know ours and you know we just frequented we were always in the VIP together and it was more of just a hello you know just a polite hello you know nice to see you again type thing we never talked to them they never showed any interest in us and frankly we never really showed any interest in them you know um so but yeah, we used to see her all the time, just because, you know, Palm Beach Island's not that big. There's only so many nightclubs. You know, you have to drive across the bridge to downtown West Palm. That's where all the clubs, real clubs, are at. So, um, so during this time frame, um, I think Ivanka is like a year old, I'm not sure how old she is, I think she's a year older than I am, um, 40, I think I'm, I'm 39, I'm not, I'm not sure, she might be, I'm not sure how old she is, I think she's 40, but, you know, she was right around the same age, and, you know, we ran with the same, uh, not a group of people, but, you know, just the same atmosphere, you know, type deal. Um, and this was, uh, during, you know, we were doing a lot of cocaine, a lot of cocaine during, you know, from when I was 20 to like, probably like uh, 22 was, I would say it was like my, you know, that was like my phase, you know, and I remember doing it for the first time and it was fun, but I remember thinking to myself, like, man, this is definitely something that I could never get addicted to, like, because the last thing that I want to see, you know, when I wake up tomorrow is that, you know, (laughs) I had friends, you know, that got hit by it real hard, man, you know, they couldn't get out of bed without taking a bump, I never understood it, you know, I was, I mean, it was fun, but, you know, how many nights 
can you go without sleeping, wanting more coke at 8am and being like, fuck, you know? So I knew that, you know, it was just going to be a phase for me. I would, I, so I didn't have any problem with coke. I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, it wasn't going to be an addiction sort of issue. So I was fine uh, doing coke. Um, and we did a lot of it. <laughs> um, when I mean a lot, um, you know, we would go out, uh, usually it would be 10 of us. Um, there'd be four guys, um, and then usually like five or six girls, something like that. And, uh, and yeah, we would all, we would just buy an ounce of cocaine. Uh, for the night and just snort all of it you know we'd split it up so we'd each have some take it to the club and uh, you know I mean <laughs> Ivanka was ridiculous we had a, a, at least a, a a bit of respect we went to the bathroom you know to do our cocaine Ivanka Trump just does it right off the bar no one says anything. No one cares. <laughs> that was one thing I always thought was pretty cool about Ivanka. I was like, man, she could do whatever the fuck she wants to do. But, um, I mean, so could we in a, in a sense. But uh, we were respectful. We went to the bathroom to do coke. Um, and... Yeah, we bought an ounce between the four of us, you know, um, which was, uh, it was an eight ball, it was a, a quarter, it was a quarter ounce, uh, between the four of us, it was easy, seven grams each, done, which is normal, you know, we'd, we'd like to go out with an eight ball or a little bit more. Um, on us for the night because we were big into sharing um, I was personally I thought that the more people that were on the drug and that were around me it enhanced the drug it made it more fun you know if everyone is enjoying themselves in the same drug like it's not fun when you know, you walk into the club and you're on, like, another level. You know, you're on cloud nine and they're on, you know, earth. Uh, so I, I was very generous with my cocaine. Um, and, uh... So... Um... That was, like, a normal order for us. So, like... Like, not, nothing huge, nothing. But, I mean, it was fantastic cocaine. This is, like, it's the best cocaine I've ever had, ever snorted in my life. Not like I've snorted a lot of cocaine, but this was the best coke that I've ever come across. And, um, we had a connection. <laughs> uh, we had a connection. Um, there was this guy who we knew, 
um, who used to hang out with us from time to time, who went to a different high school. He went to, I think he went to Jupiter, Jupiter High, which is a public school. Um, I mean, a lot of, you know, good, good kids, a lot of bad kids there too. Um, but yeah, he was a good kid. He used to hang out with us from time to time. He was cool. And, um, you know, we all went away to college and, you know, doing our thing, he didn't go to college, um, he started working for the Port of Miami, and within a couple of years, he got elevated to the position of, uh, you know, the guy, the person controlling the crane that unloads the boxes off the ships that come into the port, and... Uh, um, this is actually a very, like, if you ever watch, I don't know why you would, but if you ever watch, um, how they unload the boxes off the barge, or, you know, off the ship, whatever you want to call it, um, it's actually quite efficient, they do it pretty good job, um, they have it down, so, and, Again, this person in the forklift unloads every single box from the barge. So it's not like he takes a break and someone else comes in. It's, it's not like that. So, And they get it done pretty quickly. So he knows there's a... He knows that there's a, uh, a specific box in there. And, you know, he knows the number on the box. And, you know, he's making lines of boxes on the right. And, you know, he just takes that box, that special box, and puts it over to the left. Nobody thinks anything of this, you know? I mean, this is... No one thinks anything of it at all, right? I mean, big deal. Um, They just think he's moving boxes around, you know? So, next thing you know... uh, do the pickup truck comes up hooks that thing up to his truck and just drives away no one ever notices it's that easy and that guy was the guy that we got our cocaine from we were like well who do you give it to to the guy cause so <clears throat> this guy wasn't really willing to help us out at first you know he's like yeah you guys are cool and everything but this is like way above my pay grade like I don't want to go to jail like he was super scared um, so we were like alright well we gotta get something on this guy so turns out he's a compulsive uh, sports gambler and, uh, like, we had heard, like, that he had, like, he couldn't bet, like, he, on the streets, like, he had run up so much money with the, with the bookmakers, you know, that they wouldn't take his bets anymore. So, uh, Jeff Preston, who had a ton of money at the time, um, was like, you know, if you do me a favor, I'll start taking your bets. 
And we're all like, Jeff, are you crazy? Like, what are you, a fucking loan shark now? He's like, no, but look, I mean, yeah, he already lost all this money on the street. Like, he's eventually going to lose it to me. And if not, I don't really care. You know? <laughs> we're all like, whatever, dude. So... He starts taking bets from this guy, and he gets into Jeff for, like, five grand. Like, and in high school, that's a lot of money. Or not high school, even when we're in college, sorry. In college, so five grand, that's a lot of money over gambling debts. He, Jeff, lets it, you know, we're like, Jeff, dude, this guy is, like, into you for a thousand bucks. He's like, yeah, I'm going to let it ride. And he let he let go, and sure enough, the guy is into Jeff for five grand. So he goes, he Jeff goes to the guy. He says, "You know, listen, you know, um, you know, I know you're responsible for unloading all those containers, and you know, uh, if you can give me the." contact information for the person that picks up that one special box um then I'll clear your debt and the guy's like that's all I have to do and Jeff's like yeah and the guy's like yeah sure no problem like it was like super easy to do so um yeah, so he did that, and that's how we got access to the main guy, um, and this is the guy who literally picks up pure Colombian cocaine from the port of Miami and drives it to wherever, and uh, we, he would, he said that you know, we would go over to his house. He was a really poor guy. He was really nice. Um, his name was Nicholas. I didn't know his last name. He was Russian. Um, he has Russian accent. Fuck. He always used to curse a lot. Fuck this. Fuck that. Like, for no reason. It's weird. It's like, I, I mean, I curse, but like, he would curse for, like, absolutely no reason at all. It's like, like at one point, we, I was wondering if he had rats, but he didn't. Um, so anyway, this is the guy, right? So uh, the connection, like, I don't know anything beyond this guy. So, you know, um, the guy... You know, who was ended, who runs a forklift, who was into Jeff doing the favor, phones the guy, lets him know what's going on and what's happening. And he's like, okay, fine. You know, if that, you know, if you own five grand, you gotta do this, you gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, we go over to this guy's house and, you know, he's like, I gotta be honest with you guys. It's like, I would sell you to you straight. But it's too strong. He's like, I can't use it straight. <clears throat> and at that point, we're like, fuck, dude. We're legit getting, like, Colombian cocaine. 
like off the fucking boat. He's like, I'm gonna cut it a couple times with good stuff for you guys. You know, you'll enjoy it, trust me. It'll mellow out the high for you. And we're like, cool. So that's what he would do for us. And that was it. So we were getting essentially, you know, pure Colombian cocaine with whatever he added to it. Which wasn't much because it was fucking strong shit. Um, and, you know, Nicholas was, uh, Nicholas was a great, um, drug dealer because he, he didn't play the part at all. You know, he wasn't fancy, uh, he didn't, you know, have a super fancy house with driving fancy cars and, you know a lot of jewelry and fancy clothes and girls and all this stuff he did a great job of blending in with the old money crowd um he bought a a super old palm beach house um but really nice and redid the whole inside um but outside you know it looks like just a regular old palm beach house you know old money type deal and he did a great job of you know not being in the limelight you know I never once saw him ever unless we were over at his house and there was I mean I mean we got coke from this guy a bunch you know um at the time he was charging $120 for 7 grams so we would just, the four of us would just each buy seven grams and that was it. It was way more than enough to go around because uh, it was so strong. You didn't have to do very much. Um, so, uh, you know, Nicholas, like I was saying, did a great job of, uh, you know, staying low key and you know, blending in with that older money Palm Beach crowd type of, you know, people. And that's who he surrounded himself with. Um, And keep in mind, this is uh, a time where, um, you know, Bernie Madoff is still, you know, alive and walking the streets as a free man, uh, you know, still running the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. Um, this is a time where Jeffrey Epstein is alive and, uh, traveling back and forth between his house in Palm Beach and New York. Same goes for Donald Trump, um, traveling between his club at Mar-a-Lago and, uh, his, you know, Trump Towers in New York. Um, so there's just a lot of influential people, um, there is uh, a row of the oceanfront row of houses. I think the houses were so big, there was only like five of them. And Donald Trump nicknamed the street Billionaire's Row because everybody that owned a house on the street had at least a billion dollars or more. 
Um, it was him, Epstein, Bernie Madoff, the Kennedys had an estate there. Um, and then who was, there was someone else, I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, it was called Billionaire's Row. Um, but anyway, um, when we would buy, uh, drugs from Nicholas, he was always, we never once saw anyone else there, you know, while we were there. Like, it wasn't like a, you know, like a line, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, like, there wasn't a line, you know, like, you stand in or anything like that, like, like there's legit no one there ever. So, <clears throat> we're up in uh, the lounge area, he liked to call it, um, Copacetic Lounge is how it was what he used to call it. It was pretty chill. Um, and, uh, you know, we're there, we're like, you know, Nicholas, we need an ounce for tonight. And, you know, maybe more based on how the night goes. He's like, done. So, you know, he's chopping it up, we're waiting. It just reeks of fucking cocaine. I mean, it reeks. Like, our clothes are gonna smell like fucking coke. Well, we fucking walk out of this bitch. Like, it's that strong. I think I was getting high just standing in the room. Um, and then all of a sudden we hear the doorbell ring. And first thought was like, fuck, it's the cops. And Nicholas looks up at all, he has a bunch of security cameras, like, around his house. Like, if you looked at it, like, in his lounge, like, instead of, like, having, like, six laptops, he had, like, he had, like, he had, like, six laptops, but they, they were all pulled up to security monitors, so he could see everything that was happening that was going on around his property, 360 degrees at all times, and he always had these pulled up, so, you know, like, like I said, we had never seen anyone there, so, you know, we hear, uh, ring on the doorbell and we're like fuck I hope that's not the cops and you know we're looking at the cameras he's looking at the cameras and it looks like it's like like five chicks like four or five chicks and um you know we're like what the fuck like and he and he buzzes him in he lets him in and he's like yep we're up in the lounge girls come on up and we were looking at Nicholas like what the fuck like who are these who are these like you've never allowed us to meet anybody like who are these girls like you know so um so we're just, we're just cooking it <clears throat> while he's still chopping up our shit, waiting. 
And uh, the, we hear a knock on the door, and Nicholas is like, come on in. He's like, come on in, girls. And uh, it's Ivanka Trump and uh, like three of her friends. And um, she he goes, hey, what's up, Ivanka? How you doing? She's like, I'm doing fantastic, Nicholas. I'm ready for a great night. He's like, well, your night's about to get a lot better. And he's like, I'd like to introduce you to um, a few of these guys. Because uh, these are good friends of mine. And, you know, I think that they're worthy of an introduction. So he introduced us all to Ivanka. She knew who we were anyway. You know, because we would see her at the club. And she had no clue that we got the same fucking coke that she did. She was probably blown away. She was like, holy shit. How the fuck did these guys get this connection? You know, I'm Donald Trump's daughter. That's how I got this connection. But these guys, you know. And, uh, you know, we're like, hey, nice to meet you. And we meet their friends. And, you know, Nicholas... uh, take, you know, is done with us, and we're just like, alright, take care everyone, have a great night, and, uh, Ivanka's like, yeah, we'll see you later at so-and-so club, she's like, why don't you, she's like, why don't you come up to me at the bar, and we'll have fun, and we're like, okay, sounds cool, and, uh, that was my first time meeting Ivanka Trump. And that led to uh, a long relationship between her friends and my friends and a lot of cocaine and, uh, you know, just a lot of fun. And we're going to delve into that into the next episode, I think. Unless I change my mind, I don't know. We'll see.